Join us for another episode of Skeptic Wire Theater. Last week, the Young Conservatives of Texas convinced Representative Wayne Christian tonight, played by Gary. Hello. To introduce legislation to require 10% of college course funding to go towards instruction of Western civilization. In this episode, Representative Christian tries to explain the bill to a skeptical audience. Representative Rafael Anchia, played by Dave. Hello. Representative Boris Miles, played by Greg. Hello. Welcome to Skeptic Wire. Mr. Christian, in your view, since Western civilization isn't defined in your intent clause, does that include geometry, by way of example? Uh, no. Oh, okay, does it include algebra? Uh, no. Does it include any of the sciences? If history was created, and what was during that time and that portion is part of some history courses and where it come from, those courses are those sciences where it was discoveries made, where those formulas found... Does it include... That would be part of it. Understand, what I want is the intelligent people of our universities to direct this, to decide this. I'm not here presuming. Does it include African-American studies? If they were part of... If, if African-American studies were part of the involvements, I'm sure they were in all... Well, well, hold on. You should know, right? No, I do not know. There is very good evidence that I'm not totally aware of every issue. Does it include <laughs> Mexican-American studies? That was not my decision. But is it your intent? You're expressing your intent. I'm trying to get at your intent. Because we as a legislature need to understand what you're thinking here. You're expressing intent. You're asking us to express your intent. I'm asking you to clarify, does it include African-American studies? If that was involved with the development of Western culture, and I'm sure at some point it was, that can be brought into that teaching. Does it include Native American studies? Native American studies should be taught in our universities. I would like to, as should African American studies, as should Mexican. Are they included in your definition of Western civilization? Since it is not defined in this clause, is this intent? It's your intent. My intent? Right, right, right. So tell me. Tell me your intent. My intent is that our universities take the studies that came, the, the history that came. Since you're not answering specifically, then I should take from that that your intent is not that it include African American studies, Mexican studies, or Native American studies. Is that right? Just tell me what your intent is. It's the study of the great literature of the Western civilizations, and that is not being taught at all of our schools and the leaders that were involved in that. What's, what's funny is, so it is exclusively literature and not history? Is it history, literature? I mean, you don't define it. Of course, literature are involved. Literature was written during a historical perspective. <laughs> literature written today is part of this history. Literature written a century, two centuries ago, is part of that history. <laughs> Would the I have a dream speech be included in a study of Western civilization? I'm sure the development of free speech. I remember the studies of the development from the... Would the abolitionist movement be included? Abolition of what? The abolitionist movement. The history of the abolitionist movement. Women's suffrages. Are any of those things in your definition of Western civilization? I do not... I, I would think that whatever... The, the main thing that I'm for is the ancient history. For the history of our Western civilization and their literature developed from that. It is absent for many of our institutions of higher learning. Thank you. Thank you for giving us absolutely no more guidance on what your intent is. I'll take your evasiveness on this as meaning that you don't want to include any of those things that you have very subjective intent. 
I believe it would be very confusing and frankly, it will appear very political and potentially insulting to the diverse members of this body that you're actually bringing this amendment because you fail to be specific. You continuously are evasive and frankly, you don't want to give the legislature, you don't want to tell colleagues in the legislature what you are thinking. How is the University of Texas going to interpret this or any Texas university other than a political statement? And I submit, as Representative Strama did, that our university should be free and free from this type of manipulation and political statement. I appreciate your views on this. On the House floor. I stand here as an example of the fact that I believe that we as people should move toward a time where we can live with each other and talk about your history, my history, anybody's history. The development of democracy from Western civilization is something we all share and enjoy in this room. Where it came from was partially from the development in Western history. That is being removed of where it came from. Most of our children, when they're tested today, think that freedom started at the time of the civil rights movement in America. It didn't. It started back in Western Europe as we moved from there to this country for freedom. It's the development of... Can you just kind of give me an explanation on what your intent was when you put in Western civilization? What did you mean by that? The development of where I... The part that Western civilization, we should teach where the Mexican country, Spaniards, came to Mexico, how it developed from that. We should understand all the way back how that came and made Texas what it is, a multicultural society. We studied from where it came from, the Canadians, the French coming down made America a multicultural society. But we leave out so many times because of some bad feelings that occurred for years, genuine feelings of separation and of races. We have left out what made democracy the thing that came to America. Where did it come from? It came from Western culture, Western civilization that brought some of these ideas. The workers, the freedom we enjoy came from Western Europe to develop this country. Some of this, some of the greatness, the individual liberties we enjoy, where did it come from? Brother Christian, would it include the history of Jim Crow South? Of what? Would it include the history of Jim Crow South? It should if that was part of the history. The thing is, take me as an example. If that's part of the history of Western civilization... Would it include the dragging of James Byrd that happened in your district? Would it include the dragging of James Byrd that happened in your district? That's right. Happened in my district. Would it include that, too? What? Would it include the history of James Byrd? The dragging of James Byrd that happened in your district? Not of Western civilization. So none of the history of African Americans or Asian Americans, none of that would be included in this, right? Would that be included in African history? Would white European history be included in African history courses? Wayne, you really don't want to go there with me, man. You really don't. Would Mexican, Spanish, Mexican history be included in that? If it is, it should. But that's where we should study and get the truth, not the made up, not the separated. But if you're going to teach this one, that one, and whatever. Why don't we do, Wayne, why don't we do Texas a great favor? Why don't we respect the state of Texas and let's pull this down? I respect the state of Texas. Let's pull this down. Let's pull this down, Wayne Christian. Let's respect the state of Texas and the diversity of this great state. Let's pull this down, brother. I respect your opinion. I respect that. I truthfully tell you that I hope that you will understand that it is not from any type of bias or mistrust. If it is, it's from a heart that wants everything to be on the table. Representative Miles moved to, pr moved to print remarks by Representative Christian and Representative Miles and between Representative Anchia and Representative Christian. The motion prevailed. The motion to table would prevail record 244, 108 yeas, 27 nays, 4 
present but not voting. Yay. Thank you for the Skeptic Choir Excellent. Dinner Theater. Excellent. Welcome to the Skeptic Choir. Skeptic Wire. Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. We, we're, we're broadcasting from the Go Recording Studio in lovely San Antonio, the Alamo City. Lovely. North northeast of, of downtown. I'm David Harcourt. Joined, uh, go ahead. Joined by Carrie, Carrie Lawn. Hello. Greg Perrine. Word to your mother. And Donna Swafford. Hello. And welcome, everyone. Um, glad to have you with us. Or not, not, not to my mother. I hope you enjoyed no our, our little. Okay, uh, all right, Gary. Word to your grandmother. Is that better? <laughs> She's dead. Word. Word. Well, still word. Word. To her. We need John Edwards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, and thank you for joining us. We're going to talk about um, some very interesting, very interesting news coming out of the uh, Texas uh, political scene, with Wayne Christian introducing two very interesting bills or amendments. Um, in succession. In succession, after, um, well, the Young Conservatives of Texas, uh, they had a meeting with them, and they recommended two just brilliant ideas. Uh, one being uh, that uh, nowadays people are not learning about Western civilization. We're afraid to talk about Western civilization. We're learning about uh, Muslims and Mexicans but we're not learning about our own cultural heritage. I think that's probably the way the conversation went. <clears throat> and the other one being that uh, all these gays and lesbians get their own community centers. Damn them gays and lesbians! And what about us uh, heterosexuals? What about us? What do we get? You know? Right. And so... I, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that thinking. I think that if we're going to give them something, that I should get something in return. Well, let's talk about that. I'm let's, yeah. Gay people let's are very try to get married. They'd be more than willing to give you plenty, Gary. We'll talk about the bill and see if it satisfies your needs, Gary. I know. about such things. Um, but first, but first, <laughs> first, let's talk about Western civilization. Um, this was. I uh, know. I'm not allowed to talk about Western civilization. <laughs> white man's burden. The whole thing. Exactly. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> see, see what I did there. <laughs> You shut down the conversation. Sure That's what is. you do. <laughs> and we're off to another flying start on the Skeptic Wire podcast. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. Okay, West 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 okay. I'm sorry. We can't talk about that. No, we can't. Uh, we can talk about Wayne Christensen's bill. And if, 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 for, that Wayne, he doesn't Wayne even Christian's understand? Bill says that any funds going to course, courses in any Texas school, 10% of those funds have to go toward teaching students about. Western civilization, okay? Whatever that means, okay? And I think the point of the questioning that he got is what exactly does that mean? And I think from that exchange, we got an idea that the Greeks and the Romans created freedom and, and civilization, and, and that's where we get our freedoms and, and democracy from, which, you know, sure. Um, Are they considered Western? 
Yeah, sure. Yes. Okay, sure. Spank and sure. sure. European, oh, Northern American, kind of, that's Western. Quote, okay, quote. yeah. But I think this is a battle Pretty against what Turkey. is perceived as a... Turkey's not Western. As a, um, as a politically correct curriculum where you give more emphasis to other cultures and their achievements and you downplay the achievements of Western white culture. Male male culture but he's pretending like there aren't history courses on the romans on the britons on the american revolution and all that that's out there but the fact that you have an african-american studies class or hopefully a program or an asian-american studies whatever that does not mean that you're not studying that there aren't courses i think it's very much like the sharia law uh, uh bills this would have absolutely no effect Right, it, it, and it, there's no a, threat a, to yeah, do a bill about. Right, it's it's a political statement. Yeah, it's um, yeah. What else we got to say about it? It's it's. Uh, uh, I'm I'm still I'm still working out uh, what exactly uh, uh, they would be teaching. So I figure it's probably having to do with the civilization of Western countries and cultures. as opposed to the uncivilized areas that's right. everything else West, well yeah well you wouldn't you wouldn't well, west virginia yeah you wouldn't talk about you know like the germans uh before they became the germans you know when they were uh going around rampaging and, and such like that because the germans haven't rampaged anywhere in recent history no no, no. yeah but they notice how the history is is <laughs> all i mean it's all ancient history you know uh, we are western civilization basically right, right? but none of that and I think that was the point that, you know, the questioners were trying to make. None of that really. We don't want to. We want to talk about democracy and freedom. I think it was very interesting that it said freedom didn't begin with the civil rights. Freedom began with America, <laughs> right? In world history, right? That was an astounding statement. Um, so it makes you wonder what his ancient, um, ancient civilization, you know, Western civilization was all about. If freedom started with people coming to America for freedom. Well, if this guy Christian is a product of the Texas schools, you got to think that he's probably not getting a full education anyway. <laughs> and yet another child left behind. <laughs> and and the thing is, I was I I was I went to a pretty good school and we got pretty good math and science and history, but the problem was that every single year in history class, we would start in kind of the, like the Greeks and the Romans and we may, might be able to get as far as the American Revolution. And we couldn't get any further. The next year, we would start all over again with the Greeks and Romans and go up yeah. to the American Revolution. We would never hit the Civil <laughs> How War. How many times did you take that class? We would never. <laughs> no, no, different teachers, different grades. We would never hit the Civil War. We would never hit the Vietnam era. Anything in the modern area era. It yeah, was just get the same thing over. So yeah, we get plenty of ancient histories. Yeah. It, and overall, it's just a bad idea for politicians to say, I want 10% of your teaching to go to but this. But he's also talking about 10% universities. 10% of your teaching to go to yeah. this. And not, not just like, because I got that kind of grade school, and I remember the world history. Yeah. I remember taking the class. I remember being in class. I remember, <laughs> that's about it. I don't remember any of my history courses. Okay, let's talk about the other thing that so, the young conservatives well. of Texas are bothered about. And that is, I'm sure there's plenty of things young conservatives of Texas are bothered about. Yeah. Sex, for one thing. Yeah, sex. Especially homosexual sex. You have a woman on your sex. podcast. That ain't, just ain't right, you know. <laughs> yeah, you need to get, okay. get, no, get no, in no. the kitchen and get me a beer. <laughs> Make Let's, me a sandwich. They're upset about the gay. 
Okay. Well, there's a shocker. <laughs> and and they're their beef about the is gay. that there are <laughs> the gay. They're awesome. upset about they're upset about George Takai. <laughs> Oh, he's uh, cool Texas guy. universities have, um, um, I'm not sure what you call them, but they're, uh, what do you call them? These centers for gay, lesbian, transsexual, bisexual. They're, LGBT houses? Yeah. They're meeting places? And, 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 and support this? groups? Support houses? Midway? Dens? <laughs> Dens of Dens vice of turpitude? Dens of iniquity! <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> this is very unfair. There's because, safe well, places that they can go to. Because heterosexuals don't have these uh, centers. No, that's right. No, we, they we, have student we, unions we, and marriages. Right, and we don't have things called bars. But, but the, air quotes, it's, but. It, uh, let me rephrase that. There are no centers for people to congregate who thinks that gays are bad people. Yeah, and it's that's the problem. <laughs> According to the uh, young, but uh, universities aren't allowed to. So, what would you yes, do? Yes, but they to also counter... host Campus Crusade for Christ and all of those other places. See, they have plenty of things to hate on the gays. I know. Plus, they have the YMCA, the Young Men's Christian Association. Oh wait, that was taken over. So, by the what gays do you? In the what 70s. do you? What do you have to counter <laughs> these um, gay and lesbian centers? But a. Student Centers for Family and Traditional Values. Why do you want students to start families? I'll go get in the... <laughs> I mean, you think that they want them to wait until they're done with their education. Okay. There's something about the Republicans that they're kind of trying to keep everybody stupid and get them all pregnant and, and, and just vote Republican just by not educating them well or don't good. Say, don't say that, that out loud. They'll be on to us. Huh. Oh. Okay, here's here's my problem. Well, I think we need gooder education. <laughs> I mean I mean way gooder education. Yeah. Super gooder. Yeah. You went, you went to engineering. Double plus gooder. <laughs> Infinitely plus one gooder. Can I can I say what my problem is with this? You, oh you have a problem besides our snarky ass Tell comments? <laughs> Tell us, David. What's, What's your, your problem? problem? Yay! Well, here's a new segment. Dave's got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be uh, in your local Barnes and Nobles as a pop-up book. <laughs> that is going to be a segment starting next week. I promise you. I don't promise you, but I have to get agreement from the guys. That'll go along with my rants on the blog. I have a problem with this. I have a problem that they're contrasting gay and lesbian transsexual uh, students. They're contrasting that with they're not family. We're family. No. We, they're they're not family. We're family. They're not. They don't have values. We have values. So they're 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 basically saying we're family and values. You're not. Okay. Um, you don't deserve to have families. You have no values. So we're going to have a family and traditional value center to ex say you're not us. <laughs> Look okay. at us. We have values. It says so yeah. on our exactly. door. I think it should be the David Vitter Center for Families and Traditional Values. <laughs> <laughs> and remind us who David Vitter is, please. He's the diaper-wearing former former senator? I don't know. Diaper-wearing former Republican. <laughs> Probably still a Republican, but... Yeah, but you know. He got, okay. busted well, by the, he got busted let's... by the prostitution ring. and. Oh, now, there's no nice. secret about why... This bill was introduced because 
the uh, uh, vice chair of the uh, Young Conservatives of Texas, Texas has been very open about his views about this, and his his hope is that this will cause the gay and lesbian centers to be closed down. That is mm. why he introduced, why he tried to get this bill introduced. He's not shy about saying this. He's been saying this to reporters. It's been reported widely. He wants these gay and lesbian centers shut down, and this whole bill is to show, try to show why these centers are ridiculous and and, and, well, and not needed. Well, on on that point, it is a good question on whether or not I don't even know what they're doing. Are they saying? Is he saying they're setting up like a a frat house for them? Is it? It's a counseling center, right? I think it's a. I think it's a counseling center. It's a counseling center. Okay. It's a center. It's a center where people look. Oppressed minorities. Okay, we we have to admit that these are oppressed minorities. That they can get together, get information, find ways to stand up for themselves, and say, you know, because they're they're getting taunts, they're getting discriminated right. against. But the, the question the question then is, <clears throat> and do, this do, is do a they service. Have, do they have to have a, a is there a special place that they're going, or is it just a counseling center? Because if it's just a counseling center, it's just a counseling center. Well, I think it's a counseling center where they can gar- be guaranteed that the person they go to get counseling from won't uh, immediately say, you're an evil devil person, oh, so you should go you, to church and to hell. So it's like Planned order. Parenthood kind of thing, where you can go and get a sympathetic error rather than someone who says... It's know, okay. open and affirming. Okay. Right, and that, to these people, is bad. Okay. Just like you know, the people who have just you know, who want no more transgender marriages in Texas, or you know, the people who are trying to you know stop gay adoptions and stuff like that. It, there's there's some just offensive things that um, this um, I don't have his name in front of me. The Texas conservative leader? guy has been just mouthing off the guy uh, who's to, uh, ironically the, uh, named Christian. No, the actually, <laughs> he's a representative. Uh, no, the leader but of the, the vice chair, um, who's been shooting off his mouth to everyone who'll listen. Um, Imagine that. <laughs> saying that, you know, you can you can walk through campus and promote homosexuality and you're fine. But if you walk through campus and say homosexuals are bad, oh, people have a problem with that. Yeah, you're, you're calling them bad. <laughs> yeah, there's really not an equivalency there. Well, they, they don't seem to get that people saying... Homosexuality is okay, and it's not a bad thing if you are. To being, to promoting it, they're they're saying like, now everybody must be gay. That's what they have in their mind of the gay agenda of right. that it's coming to roll over everybody and make everybody be gay. Where really what it is is just saying it's okay if you're gay, no big deal. Right. Live your life and let's right. go on. But to them, to the Republicans and the the, the conservatives in this group, it's a threat to them. They think it's... Well, it's I have a theory about that. The more vehemently one opposes the gay, my air quotes there, the more yeah. likely that they are um, so Fred, for the other team. Yeah, Fred Phelps is gay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's... It screams, you know. I bet you he sings show tunes in the shower. Who's the, the, the Catholic lead guy? Um, Bill Donahoe. Bill Donahue, he's probably gay. He's probably not even Catholic. He probably doesn't even have a fax machine in his basement. (laughs) I bet you he moved out a couple of years ago. So, okay, so the Western civilization was tabled. That looks like it's not going anywhere, but the the, uh, the centers for family and traditional... 
that is was approved by the House, and we'll keep an approved eye on by that. the House, but not the Senate yet. It just by the by the House at this point. So not even committee; it's the full House. The full House. Well, it's yeah. kind of in the House Bill One, which has to do with financing. So oh, great. Yeah. So they can yeah. just go. It's an amendment to the financing bill. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, um, Gary. Yes. Uh, tell us about real water as opposed to whatever we've been Pseudo drinking. Water, fake water, real water. Imaginary well, water? apparently, the stuff that we're drinking out of the tap and uh, anything that we filter isn't good water. It's bad for us because as it travels through the long pipes, this water, as it travels through the pipes towards our taps, uh, it's stripped of electrons which causes the water molecules to clump. And apparently when we drink this water... Um, Not only does it clump, it also turns into free radicals, apparently. Yes, and no one likes radicals. <laughs> Dude. I mean, you got you got gel those suckers Especially before they get... Ladder. Yeah, oh, no, free radicals? Yeah, you got to put them in they jail. They should all be in jail! Absolutely. <laughs> So apparently when, when you drink this, um, you, the cells in your body uh, won't allow the water to pass into the cells, which is how you're going to hydrate. So real water uh, is selling at a wonderful cost. How much does I it think cost? A 24-pack of real water is $36 plus P&P, which I assume is shipping and handling. But Yeah, this is, this is a British... Oh, uh, yeah. So actually, that's um, that's that's not too much more than you're you're paying for just other bottled water, water bottled water. It's a little bit more. Okay, so what's special about this water? Well, this is uh, electronified. Electronified. Yeah, they bombarded apparently with electrons, and so it is electron energized E2. It adds hundreds of millions of free electrons to unclump the water so basically and give them alcohol. Put some alcohol, wires alcohol. In the, they put some wires alcohol in the wa water and, did, and run a generator. That's Yeah, that's generally what they do, but do I they like actually to think say of it. how they do it? No, it's a, it's a it's a it's probably because a, because that's a proprietary, quite a feat. it's a proprietary process because physicists say you can't do that and say how do you do that and it's proprietary. Right. But uh, I just want to go back to this sticking to the wires, which is how another a water works for you does it, and I think it turns it into bleach or something, which is really good for you to drink bleach uh, because there's a, a miracle water miracle or a water, miracle yeah. solution, a MML, miracle solution, yeah, yeah. uh, ma magic, yeah. magic miracle mm -hmm. liquid or something like that um, <laughs> is uh, is bleach, and that's exactly what they're selling here. So apparently, hey, if if three or four companies are selling you alkaline water, then it must be good for you. But I want to go back because what you're saying is you stick two electrodes in it and then that causes it to happen. What I think they do is they have an electron gun and they stand there outside of this big vat of water and they just God, fire it. I want that job. Is it like <laughs> is it like Ghostbusters where you're not supposed to cross the streams? That has to be it. Because if you cross the streams, then you get electrons job. clumping together. And then they form a and big electronic bad. monster thing, and they'll come attack. <laughs> I wonder what it would looks like to see water that's all clumped together. It just glows. Just oh, release those. Sorry, that's the clumped water. Oh. Right, you've got clumped water. You, well, you, it looks like the stuff that comes shoot out. Shoot it with tap. a ray gun. And if you've seen my unfiltered water coming out of the tap, because I have a water filtration system, because we we have very soft water, so I have to harden it up. Basically, I I yell at it and and call it nasty names. But if you turn that off and you turn it on, this clumpy water comes out and it goes, <laughs> goes shh, and it's and it it just 
clumps into your glass. So I'm going to go and get this myself is, an electron and gum. This is amazing to me because I, I had something on, on my door. I came home a couple weeks ago. There was something on my door. Is it clumpy water? Very similar sky? thing. Very similar thing. Very different mechanism. Very different description of the problem. But that basically the same problem. Your cells are not absorbing the water. You're drinking all this water. You're, you're drinking your eight glasses a day, but your cells aren't absorbing it. They're starving. They're 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 dehydrated. This is true because, yes, because when you're I go to bed, peeing it out all day long or all night in my case. You know, first of all, the eight glasses a day was bunk. You know, it's it's the most pervasive urban myth. Nutritionists jumped on the bandwagon, but when you look at the original studies, it's it's complete BS. Okay, you don't need eight glasses of water a day. And you get you a get, lot of the water through the foods that you eat. Through the eat. foods that you eat. If you're thirsty, drink some water. You know, what the heck? You don't need eight glasses of water, if people. If you're not thirsty, don't drink the but water. But this takes it to another level. You're drinking, people are obsessed with water. They're drinking all this water, and then they come and tell you, it's not doing you any good because your cells can't absorb it. Your, the, 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 the cells, they're not made right. They can't absorb these molecules. Either they're clumped together, or they're too big. Or you need to get those those water molecules into your cells. There's something wrong there. There's something that you can't see. You're drinking all this water for nothing. This is why I shoot up. And it is, <laughs> you know, great. With Good water. With Good water. Unclumped water. Good for you. Before before you uh, take that and start sending the cops on my drug infested hellhole. We ought to do a poll. If you go out and ask how many glasses of water do you need to drink a day to be healthy. People have had well, this. let's ask, People this, have let's that ask the person a day in their mind. But it's bunk. It's an urban myth. It's a complete urban myth. People are obsessed with this. It's it's another reason to try to market bottled water at a higher price because it's electrified and you know it's it's yeah. just a pure profit yeah. motive. And I went I went to one of these sites. It's uh, electron energized. From uh, from that story. I want my neutron energized. Ooh. I want one of those. Positron But there are bo- you can buy books that say that everything wrong with you is because you're not drinking enough water. Yep. It's the typical pseudoscience. We have it's this but, one thing that'll cure everything. Right. But but now it's not just not drinking enough water. Now you're not drinking the right the water. right water. You're and not drinking the right water. And I, have, not- I have a friend who, who believes that it's all about pH. And so if your body's at the proper pH, it's going to kill all of the things that ail you and all the good things. So if you drink uh, alkaline water, which is what they're selling here, it'll destroy those cancer cells. And But unfortunately, your body um, has its own pH level that it's going to try yeah. and keep. That's good for you're you. You're right. Your body's very good at regulating the pH level. <clears throat> and if you're thirsty, not, you know. Things happen. And uh, uh, I think a general rule that I've seen, if you wake up in the morning and you have to pee, you're drinking enough water. You know? If you wake up in the morning and you're thirsty, have some water. And now combine this dollar and a quarter water with you got to drink eight of those a day. right? You're spending ten bucks a day on water. You're pissing money away. Ooh. Exactly. Very Along good. with your vitamins and everything else. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all I had to say about that. I mean, it's crazy stuff. Moving you on. don't need to drink eight glasses of water. We got it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Channel your anger to an appropriate target. Apparently, Dave target. has more than one problem. <laughs> What's, what we got next? First of all, uh, this week, the I think it's the week from the uh, 25th through the tw- uh, 30th, 
is National Infant Immunization Week. Yay! The, the CDC is really trying to promote um, immunizations, giving resources to pediatricians, that sort of thing, to really get, get more kids vaccinated. Um, and um, coinciding with this, the James Randi Education Foundation and the Women Thinking Free Foundation just announced that they're doing a joint project to um, basically understand the nature of the vaccine panic and what people really do understand what they don't. What they're, they're going to, um, they're already doing this. They're um, surveying parents at different locations where they might hear information about vaccines, positive or negative. To try to understand, you know, what they know, who they've heard it from, how they make their decisions. Excellent, excellent. Because we need to understand yeah. this. And the, the, so the more they survey about what people have heard, you can understand, okay, how do we talk to people exactly. to get them the real information? How yeah. do we counter that one There's argument? There's got to be a way to counter that. Uh, you know, I, I, my method does not work. I yell at people who say they're not going to vaccinate their kids. It doesn't work. Really? Yeah. Tell me about the, what is this, Women for, what is that organization? Women Thinking Free Foundation. What is that organization? It's it's an organization started by my close and personal friend, Elise Anders, who's one of the skeptic bloggers. And um, her interest was getting basically more women involved in skepticism, but also just teaching science and skepticism in, you know, mainly in the Midwest where they are. Excellent. Providing women especially with the tools to fight pseudoscience. Yeah, and the skeptics said that, Doug, me, I'm vaccinated. They, they, they go to the skeptics conference and they do the, the vaccination. Excellent. <laughs> yep. I'm, wor- yeah. I'm wearing my Hug Me, I'm Vaccinated pendant right now. Excellent. 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 So right. um, it's a small local organization partner- partnering with the larger organization of JREF. Um, I, I think JREF is starting to do a lot of these kind of things where they're partnering with local organizations to either get more information out or produce materials or have a local effect. And um, that's that can only be good. Yeah, it's frustrating because a lot of the, the, the parents who are afraid to vaccinate their children, most of them are not typical conspiracy theory types. They just they just hear it and they get scared. They've heard right? the wrong information either right? that... Some of them are, some of them yeah. are, certainly. But there's plenty of people that we need, we can turn. Right. And get their kids vaccinated because it's 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 rising. It's a rising problem. We got kids dying. We got. And on a personal note, it is destroying the herd immunity. My daughter could not get the pertussis shot due to health issues. Oh, so she's and really vulnerable. She she's, she's counting extremely on everyone vulnerable. around her. And when you don't get the herd immunity, you're putting my child at risk. Yeah. Remember that. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else on this? Um, just want to say that um, if you if you want more information about this, check out Elise Anders' posts. Her posts <laughs> on Skeptic, where uh, she's also talked about things like um, getting anti-vaccination ads taken down from... She had a successful campaign about getting ads taken out of AMC, movie theaters. AMC movie yeah, theaters, whatever it was. And uh, <clears throat> she tried to do... Uh, there was a large ad campaign by the CBS Jumbotron in, in Times Square... And she set up this whole petition campaign, this Twitter campaign, and they ignored her, but the story got picked up. The story got picked up by the American um, Academy of Pediatrics, um, some other local things. So this grassroots kind of stuff is really how we make a difference in this movement. So check that out. Okay. Now, um, we live in South Texas. You sure about that? And it is... You were hesitating. Dry. 
It is dry. Every time we hear about maybe some rain, it's like, oh, God, I hope it rains. But it is dry, dry, dry here. I can't remember the last time it rained. Right. So what are we going to do about it, Donna? Governor Perry has our answer for us. On last Thursday, Governor Perry issued a proclamation. Wait. Now I'm not going to read the whole proclamation. I'm going to cut it down to the pertinent part. Now, therefore, I, Rick, the hair Perry. (laughs) Doesn't say the hair. That's what we call him here, by the way, guys. So proclamation. I'm going to skip most of it. I'm just going to read the last part. Now, therefore, I, Rick Perry, governor of Texas, under the authority vested in me by the Constitution and statutes of the state of Texas, do hereby proclaim the three-day period from Friday, April 22, 2011, to Sunday, April 24, 2011, as the days of prayer for rain in the state of Texas. I urge Texans of all faiths and traditions to offer prayers on that day for the healing of our land and the rebuilding of our communities and the restoration of our normal life. In testimony, blah, 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 blah. So he's done doing this under the authority of the Constitution. Of, of Texas. Texas. <laughs> Not of the United States. Yes. And Does, it's basically asking God, who is causing the drought, to stop. To stop, yes. God has his reasons, Perry. Now, to be fair, it's not like he has any other solutions. Well, there, there really isn't anything other you can do except maybe... We can maybe invade New Mexico. True. And take their water. Yeah. But it might be more... It might be <laughs> yes, better if New we... New Mexico is a really wet state. Perhaps. Perhaps. It might be better if we invaded somebody north of us. Right. Yeah, but we don't want Oklahoma. So basically... We don't want New Mexico either. Two weeks following some local guys... <laughs> doing prayers for rain out in West Texas or something like that. The whole governor, and that didn't work. There was no rain, no follow-up in the media about all these calls for prayers, nothing. Yeah, how's that working for us now? No rain it's happened. not. Tornadoes! <laughs> we got some tornadoes. We got a little bit of rain, maybe a couple of... Not San Antonio. No. Sorry, you were you were continuing, Greg? Did, do, we, do we destroy your punchline? No. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Let me look that up. <laughs> I think you can tell by yes. now that I have no punchlines. No. It wasn't yes. really going anywhere. But yes, essentially, the <laughs> prayers, once again, didn't work. There's been a little bit of rain in North Texas, but not nearly enough to actually alleviate anything or refill any reservoirs. They and had some hail. And it's still, it's yes, Dallas Which still is a little hail. just frozen precipitation. That's right. But it's still been hot as hell. And the firefighters are still trying to fire, fight the fires out in West Texas. There's still these huge things. But ironically, the Midwest keeps on getting tornadoes and rainstorms and floods. Like, Missouri is half flooded now or something like that. So you're saying God is bad, ain't no, yes. no, 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 no. It's the trickle-down theory. <laughs> it starts in because the north of us as, and works As we know, weekend. everything in the north comes down because it's higher up on the world Because it's north than and here. it's south. Yeah, you look on the map. Uh, north is always above, so once it starts raining there, it's going to come, <laughs> come down on us. Nice. So what do we think about governors issuing uh, prayer proclamations like it's this? It's foolish and a waste of our time. And money. And, yeah. and granted, frankly, it was only like five sentences. And insulting. Yeah. I mean, you know, peoples of all faiths, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the, Doesn't mention us lack of faithers. Yes. I, I, I prayed to Cthulhu. <laughs> The interesting thing is, I seem to have worked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is basically prayers for rain, quote unquote, the healing of our land, 
the rebuilding of communities and restore, restoration of our normal way of, of life. Of our normal way of life, exactly. Rebuilding of our Without communities. What build, you know, communities aren't being torn apart by drought. And we're in the south. It is always hot. It is our normal way of life. <laughs> well, think of the farmers. You know, there, well, there, there are some struggling farmers out there, and they're praying. But we'll be okay. Right. Um, this is not the worst drought we've had no. uh, since I've lived here. Absolutely not. But did you pray for the other droughts? <laughs> but there, there have been other governors who have called for prayers. The, the, the governor of Georgia, I think it was 07, oh, yeah. was calling for prayers for rain. And that didn't work either. That was Maybe? even earlier than, I mean, uh, more recent than that. It was like okay, last 2009 year. or something. I don't know. But Can, I, I'm just, saying maybe they should go Native American and just rain dance. Yeah, I, that and the Native American saying, he's just not doing the dance. That's yeah. the problem. Well, you know, wasn't there something about... Governor Perry, you got to do the dance. Especially in early Texas or something, that they were banning people from doing traditional Native American rain dances. I want to see Because it was Governor, heathenistic or I want to see like Governor Perry do the dance. He does that every time he's on television. That's more like a verbal dance. (laughs) My opinion is I just, I do not like legislators, governors, politicians uh, mixing religion. I I, I agree. There's a reason that we have the separate separation of church and state. And that's, it's because it's foolish. And yeah, uh, Governor Perry, if you're listening, stop it. (laughs) Stop Nothing it. fails like prayer, or hands that help are better than hands that pray. And I'm not sure if people who live outside of Texas realize just how entrenched religion is in our politics. Oh, yeah. It's it's really... Well, I think in, that's a pretty good indication right there. Well, in the state of Texas, if you identify as an atheist, it is still on the books that you are not allowed to run for office. That is true. You may be able to run, but you can't hold the office. You cannot hold oh, the office. Oh, yeah, you cannot hold the office. And, and what's it. amazing is people will bring that challenge, you know, because it happened a couple of years ago with some city council. Hey, you cannot take office. You're an atheist. They will bring that challenge. And they'll It's lose. not like some archaic, oh, we're not enforcing this. It's just left in the books like sodomy. <laughs> Which it's an is an odd place right? to leave sodomy. <laughs> Well, you know, the kids got to read about well, it in school. Yeah, there are plenty of good books with sodomy in them. But. I know one. <laughs> okay, enough about Perry. I, I, I'm, I'm sick of talking Hold about on. him. But I do want to say one thing okay. about, last thing about this prayer for rain issue, is when this, when this happened, when this proclamation was announced last Thursday. week, last Thursday, we posted this on our blog. A full day before PZ Myers or Hemet Meta Friendly Atheist or you know culture you know dispatches from the culture wards, we scooped all the major blogs with our little blog post about the prayer for rain. So go Skeptic Wire! Hey, go Skeptic Wire! We live here. So follow us on the Skeptic Wire blog. Follow us on Twitter at the Skeptic Wire. Follow us on Facebook at Skeptic Wire Podcasts and all sorts of media ventures and. I think probably relatively soon we might be on iTunes. Yes, we're still working on the feed. The, the feed is being looked at by the iTunes personnel. They're trying to decide if it's appropriate, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, they did get rid of the Manhattan Declaration, so they might get rid of us. <laughs> <laughs> was that like the Manhattan Project? No. That was the one that said, 
marriage is only between a man yeah. and a woman, and we want you to sign and everything. And, and Apple went, um, yeah, you're discriminatory. Well, <laughs> that I mean, app. They, yeah. they, they, they got rid of the, uh, uh, the un-gay yourself Yeah, the cure the gay. Well. Yeah. Cure the gay. But cure I gay. think Skeptic Wire is pretty discriminatory. We're, we discriminate between the bullshit and reality. <laughs> yeah, we try. A good kind um, of... Re- speaking of... Speaking of bullshit. Yay! Yeah, bullshit! bullshit. <laughs> now, I'm not a baseball fan. Um, more of a basketball fan. And, and to tell you the truth, this, this podcast is keeping me from a very important Spurs game. Uh, I don't follow but football. We're going we're gonna to talk about baseball for a baseball. second. Baseball! You know, uh, if you're a sports fan, you know about the Dodgers and the trouble they're going through and the ugly divorce. But there was a, a story that caught our eye um, about a man that was hired by Frank McCourt. His name is Valdemar Spunt. Say that again? Valdemar Spunt. Say I that believe. again? Tight. <laughs> Come on, say that ten times fast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to uh, pretend that I know how to say this and say Valdemar Spunt. Okay? Or he sh- that shall not be named. Okay, Russian. Lives in uh, the Boston area. And this man was a, or is a, scientist. Um, he's a published scientist. He's got three degrees. Why, you might ask, was he hired by the Dodgers organization? Why was he hired by, by the, the Dodgers, Dodgers organization? organization? Because this man believes that he can help the Dodgers win by sending positive energies during their games. Now They could pay me and I could do it. As I need if the money. All the thousands, probably, I, I assume thousands, maybe millions of Dodgers fans out there aren't sending quote-unquote positive vibes, wearing I'll the right you, the t-shirt, Spurs not changing win. their socks. I think they're very negative. Spurs actually win more often when I watch them and give them positive vibes than when I don't. There is a positive correlation. All right, there. you're not a skeptic. Get out of here. Maybe the Spurs should pay you. The thing is, I tend to watch more home games than away games, because sometimes those away games are late, and and they have a much better home So you're, home record you're than a away fair, fair hour Spurs fan. Is that what you're saying? I'm not going to watch them past my bedtime. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but who stays But on? the point is, <laughs> people are more likely to watch during home games, because they're used to that schedule, and watching if it's too early, they're still at work, or they're just too late. So this Valdemir, he's not a sports fan either, by the way. Oh, okay. How do you know? <laughs> I bet you he's he just wishing a vodka cadavra on him. But he did get interested, introduced to the team because he did some energy healing for some people on the team. Oh, and, energy and, healing. Yes. That's good. You see, he realized when he was a, a young scientist, he was doing some uh, testing some medical devices that were sending some energy through the patient. And the patient got better. But then he realized the device wasn't working, so it must have been him. him. Yeah, not placebo. Right, not placebo. Uh, At that moment, he realized he had healing energy and became a scientist-slash-energy faith healer. No, not fraud, sorry. And he eventually was introduced to the uh, Dodgers owner's wife. He says he healed her eye. She's not sure if she can attribute it to him. But the owner was convinced enough that he should start sending this energy to was his team. Was her son's name Sam? Tim Minchin has a song about it. Oh, oh okay. yes, yes, yes. Right. The cataracts. Yes, okay. yes. 
Um, perhaps. Okay. It sounds like all we need is a little, a few gamma rays thrown in there, and we got a perfect new Marvel, Marvel comic book. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but he has to, if he used the word quantum, if he doesn't use the word quantum, I don't think that he's really a, a scientist. No, I don't think he believes. I don't think he believes that his his powers are based on quantum physics. Oh, okay. It's all just energy, and and he is he has supposedly shown that energy can can permeate your cell walls in such a way as to cause some kind of healing. That's what his research was on. It's okay. And he believes nice. he 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 happened upon the fact that he has a lot of uh, healing energy to. Uh, to help people and baseball teams. And honorable it is, because the Lord knows that uh, baseball teams need that kind of help. Yeah, forget the soldiers in Iraq and Afghanistan, <clears throat> peace in the Middle East. Let's pray for baseball or use our use magic our... hands for baseball. Okay, we got some new news on <laughs> the birther episode. Uh, our president, President Obama, has released... I would say he released his birth certificate, but he released another birth he certificate. Yay! Yay! An actual birth certificate. The other one was just proof of birth. It was no, exactly. he released the, the other short one... form abstract ah. versus the long form, which included information like the name of the hospital, the attending physician. Oh, okay. Right. So they the can go and ask was, him and the make stuff sure he was, he was hiding. There. Yeah, as well, opposed to the official birth record that Hawaii issues to everyone, right. which he released a very long time the, ago. The, the long form, which no one ever asks for in any other context. That long form, before it was released, took a life of its own. People were saying, what's in that? Why won't he release it? It says right. he's a Muslim. It says he, he was born to another father. It says he was illegitimate. Aliens. It says all these things. Of course, he's a they release it, and it is um, pretty standard. You know, nothing new. I didn't know that he was uh, Barack Hussein Obama the second. Yeah, I didn't know that either. It, it has the little two. It doesn't have junior. I guess that would be too Western, but the second. So that I didn't know, but beyond that, yeah, he was born in Hawaii. Yeah, what other names is he hiding? What what other <laughs> prefixes and suffixes to his name? The second uh, bringer of doom. Yeah, the the big question. <laughs> The big question, aside from that question, is <laughs> whether this is going to matter. No. And, 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 and okay. I'll, I'll let you explain okay, that Okay, that's done. <laughs> no, it's not, because okay, it's, people are... Go on. Go ahead. Tell me, tell me what, Donna, why this will not make a difference. We've already seen that it's not going to make a difference. Trump, this morning, on the air... First off, he releases the birth certificate before Obama even has a chance to speak. Trump is out there talking to the people, and he's got the press conference going. In two minutes, he managed to take credit for Obama releasing it, and a minute later, it was on to the next conspiracy theory of where are the school transcripts. People who were on the fence about it might change their opinions. The hardcore birthers are not. No, They're right. going to find a reason to say... This birth certificate has yeah. been doctored. It is yeah. illegitimate. Yeah. Something you've, that, already, you've already seen. I've already seen comments on like CNN's thing. It's like, oh well, yeah, it's still wet. Uh, I, I already know that the people I know who are uh, birthers, they're just going to think it's a hoax. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not going to change their minds. Yeah. Well, Obama acknowledged that. He said, this, you know, some people. 
this will not make a difference. But, you know, and I believe it, it will make a difference to a lot of people. You know, even Don, Donald Trump is going to say, okay, this issue's, it's, this particular issue is not an issue. There's already been some Republican leaders saying, okay, this is not an issue. Yeah. Now, he wants to open another issue. Fine. Let's change the conversation to his school records. Okay, that's going to be another issue. But there still are some hardcore uh, conspiracy theorists that are saying, well, um, even if this is legitimate, we still have issues with his legitimacy as a president. Right, because his father holds dual citizenship in the United, or is a loyal British subject. Well, you know, the, the, the point of view I'm coming from is more that why did he do this? I mean, you know, there's some people on the right who are arguing, you know, why did he take two years, blah, blah, blah. But I think he shouldn't have done this. I don't think he should have released the long form kind of thing because I think it's politically advantageous for him to leave the crazies out there spouting their crazy so he gets to be the reasonable one in the conversation. So he gets to say, well, I want to talk about, you know, the economy and jobs and the wars and all that. All they want to talk about is the certificate that, you know, blah, 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 blah. I, I, I think he probably could have gotten away with leaving this as a political issue for the election. Yeah, he could have gotten away with it, and it may have been politically advantageous. I don't know. But I am glad he did it. I'm tired of the crazy. I want this to go away. You know, the, the whole birther issue. Um, and the, and then it'll also still see, show who the real crazies are because they're going to find the next conspiracy having to do Or with stay it. on the old conspiracy. Right. and yeah. Or trump this idea, and I'm not using Trump <laughs> as in Donald Trump. I'm using – use this – the. Why did he release it today? Sarah Palin was all like, well, why did he release it today? Oh, we better watch out and see what Bernanke has to say. You know, she was all, he's going to say something wild and crazy, and we've now just covered all the news with the birth certificate. You know, so, I mean, this is where this is, nothing that ever happens is going to be enough or right or whatever. You know, um, this this is... A bizarre conspiracy. It's, it's, it's fascinating to look at this as a conspiracy theory, and and it's it's the biggest conspiracy, it's the most public conspiracy theory that we've seen since that 9/11. I've seen in my yeah since no, 9/11. is 9/11 a big 9/11 one was too. huge. Um, you're right. Yeah, we can't hey, forget we, that. So we, we were there at the first skeptics in the pub. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I was there. We as first skeptics in the pub we happened to sit next to 9/11 the entire table of, bur- of yeah. truthers, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and that pisses me off even more than this one. Um, well, it's, it kind of brings us into the the bigger topic of just any conspiracy that you're going to get. You know, kind of a spectrum of responses where either they're just no matter what you say, they're not going to believe it. You might get a few people who change their mind, or the third response is they're going to move the goalpost, and I think we're going to see all three, and it's just kind of a general conspiracy response you're going to see, where he might change a few minds, but either people are going to be crazy, or they'll move on to the next crazy. The difference between the 9-11 conspiracy that I see and, and the birther conspiracy is the 9-11 conspiracy, as bad as it was, still seemed fringe to me. This this conspiracy was latched on by political leaders for political gain. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's what makes it really, really disgusting to me. And it, it created this feedback loop where they were believing it, so the people that listened to them believed them, which made the politicians want to mention it more, which made more people believe it. Yeah. So now you have some 
some 75% or whatever the number is of Iowans either saying, no, he's not a citizen, or I'm not sure of Iowan Republicans. Yeah, yeah but was that actually just also extended to the Republican Party in general? Well, yeah. not just, well, let me be more specific. A political movement grew up that incubated this conspiracy, and that was the Tea Party. Right. Okay? All of the Tea Party leaders were hinting at this and talking about this, and, and it incubated, it provided a platform and, and a place for this whole conspiracy to fester. I think that's why it was kind of a perfect storm and why it became so big is this political movement that it was one of the core beliefs of this movement. Don't you agree? Yeah. The, 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 the Tea Party movement. I think the Tea Party movement can move on from this and find the next crazy, but it, it did <laughs> I kind don't of... Think they will. It, it, they kind of like merged together to become to, to feed yeah. on each other. And we also had some political uh, uh, media outlets that hammered and hammered and hammered. And this is where a lot of people went to get their news. Fox News, Fox yeah. News was always on this issue. We talk about World Net Daily, who had over 600 articles questioning his birth certificate over right. two years. Even the liberal outlets would keep talking about this story. And when you keep talking about a story, <laughs> it becomes the story. Oh, the irony. Yeah, MSNBC keeps talking about it. I mean, yeah, they'll say a little bit of, well, it's kind of crazy, but you'll get people talking about it. So it's and this echo chamber. And here we are chamber. talking about it. Oh, right. <laughs> here we are well, talking about it. Well, then maybe we should move on. <laughs> but I hope we're talking about the eventual demise of this conspiracy theory. I, I, I maybe don't... you don't think this is a turning point. I think this is a turning point. I think it's being, it, it, people will believe, but I think it's going to become a 9-11. It's going to become French. Well, today is April 27th, 2011. We'll check in in a month from now, six months from now, and a year from now. And there'll be new well, polls. Well, near, near the election. Right, yeah, and right before the election. Polls. Yeah. And we'll see how fringe it is and how it isn't. So readers, listeners, whatever the heck you are, keep us honest and remind us to come on yeah, back so to this you, one. Yeah, uh, uh, listening to the transcript of this <laughs> for the hard of hearing <laughs> okay let's move on because we had some really I mean this was a highly anticipated uh, uh, interview yesterday uh, well with, highly anticipated within our circle within our circle if, if you're a skeptic you really wanted to see this you set your DVRs uh, I did I did I you don't know. have TV <laughs> But I trusted that those of us within my circle who did have DVRs would set theirs. Well, it's on my DVR. It's on Donna's DVR. Um, but this this was very highly anticipated. A couple of weeks ago, we heard that Steve Novello was going to be on some media outlet. Um, and recently, a couple of days ago, we, we, we learned what that media outlet was. And I was surprised. Um, <laughs> I don't, think, I don't know if there's any surprise to our, our listeners at this point, so I don't know if we need the drum roll. But, yeah, Stephen Novella yesterday, um, uh, broad, it was broadcast, his interview, on on the Dr. Oz show. And it was... Boo. <laughs> I think we bad. all had an opinion. Um, we love Stephen so, Novella. So He's, the wizard moved up. He's no longer just a wizard. He's a doctor. Or maybe he got demoted. Are you people just... Come on! <laughs> you people suck! Oz, 
watch that movie anymore. You know why? Flying monkeys? No. <laughs> That's the best part. Because I actually did read the book. Because I actually did read the book. Oh, yeah. Okay. And in the book, Dorothy is portrayed as an eight-year-old girl. Watch the movie. She's, She's got one hell of a rack. Yeah, for the yes. Yeah. I can't watch it. Well, well, that's why I watch it. Yeah, the three dirty old men chasing after. Hey, Dorothy, we love you. That's just sick. Well, it was. That's a metaphor for anal sex. Kansas. The Wizard of Oz. No, follow the yellow brick road. Oh. We represent the lollipop girls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, what? <laughs> oh, okay. What we By about? the way, that goes into our clip show. Maybe we can take it out, but right. We're talking about Steve Novella, Doctor Steve Novella, um, on host of the Skeptic Side of the Universe. And if you don't listen to it, you should. Um, uh, uh, an advocate for science-based medicine, going on a show which. Has not. no regard. He, he went into the lion's for den. science-based medicine. Yes, he um, took one for the team. Doctor Oz <laughs> and, and, and it, you know Steve Novella has 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 had some very very critical blogs about Doctor Oz recently. Very harsh. As, and then, as a respectful infa, uh, respectful insolence. insolence. And pretty much anybody on the skeptic blog, science-based medicine, sphere, and you know, PZ, things. Phil Plate, all those, yeah. And it was funny seeing the, the beginning of the show. They had Steve Novella's article kind of flash across the screen when he's saying people have written mm. bad things about but me. me. <laughs> it's like, we know what you're <laughs> saying but, about but, me, but Dr. Those, those, things, those things that were written about him were not written by Steve Novella. The, what, the headlines they put up were written by ORAC, the Respectful Insolence blog. Okay. Uh, so they even they got they got that wrong. Uh, well, okay, they didn't get it wrong. There was actually bad uh, headlines uh, about Oz, but uh, Novella didn't write him. Well, he didn't. They didn't say that he wrote those. those no, but and most, and most of those kind of articles say you're pushing crap. Here's why it's not crap. Here's why it's crap, and here's why you shouldn't push it. It isn't necessarily a personal attack on the man, right. but that's how Doctor Oz it's... framed. His, his, whole his whole argument, which sounds like yeah, that's what was, the whole thing was. He was able to frame the discussion. He was able to... He, he let Steve Novella have his say here and there. But in the end, he had this whole kind of... Um, uh, 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 what's the... Jerry, uh, Jerry Springer-esque ending to the show where he had his final word and didn't let Steve Novella rebut it at all. Right. So it was just kind of... He, he hemmed Steve Novella in... Dr. Steve Novella. Um, Doctor. But it was at least good that Steve was able to get on there and have his say and maybe bring some more readers and, and pe listeners into the skeptical world to see what we're about and maybe have some arguments. But it was also an unfair argument that was being presented <laughs> in that there was Dr. Oz, a cardiologist who is trying to integrate intuitive medicine... And Dr. Steve Novella. So basically, two woo artists and a skeptic. I mean, the the, well, the whole name of the segment was right. Why Your Doctor is Afraid of Alternative Health. That immediately puts you on this adversarial straw man argumenty thing. Yeah. Yeah, because Steve Novella is not afraid no. of talking about alternative medicine. Does it all the time. 
Yeah, and he talks about it to his patients. He talks about it all the time. He's Not like, only does he talk about it, he researches it. Yes. You know, you hear him talk off the cuff on um, the podcast or write about the blog um, about all these various things. And he's got this depth of knowledge about pseudoscience. So he's read about it so he can talk to his patients about it. He's not afraid of it. Right. He's not dismissive, as Dr. Dr. Oz said. I, you're being dismissive. And uh, he, he had a good response. No, I'm not being dismissive. I've researched this. Yeah. And I, he did give some very good points. I don't think he changed anybody in the audience's mind. I hope he changed the minds of some people uh, who are watching. I wish he would have been able to say, did they even mention the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe and say, no. hey... You can learn more about this. <laughs> you can learn no. more about this because he did not have time to go into the kind of depths we're used to. He had a cup. He was able to say a couple of lines, and I'm thinking if I'm somebody who's already sold on alternative medicines, I'm not sure if one or two sentences from Steve Novella is going to, you know, convince me. But it sure would have been nice if we could have gotten some people into uh, listening to him. On, on Skeptic's Guide. Well, well it's, it's possible that people will look him, look him up and see what he's about. There, There is on the Science-Based Medicine blog, um, not, in addition to Steve Novello's kind of summary of what happened, the managing editor, I forget his name, I think it's Gorski, um, wrote a little blurb welcoming any Dr. Oz viewers saying what Science-Based Medicine is about, why we have an issue with Dr. Oz, and, you know, the kind of point of view that we're coming from about science-based versus evidence-based and all that. And, you know, talked about the issues. So there's hopefully going to get some readership on there. And on Stephen Novella's response, a uh, summary of the issue, he made an open declaration inviting Dr. Oz to come on to the Skeptic's Guide. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. Well, you know, and then later that day, later today, um, I think it was Phil Plate, you know, tweeted out saying, you know, Steve Novella has, you know, invited Dr. Oz to go on Skeptic Guide to the Universe and encouraged everybody to retweet that. So we're going to encourage our listeners to go out there and retweet so that people, if they're looking for at um, Dr. Oz, I think that's what it is, D-R-O-Z. Okay, so guys, if you have a Twitter account, you yeah. need to uh, you need go to out and Twitter so out. people see that people are calling for Dr. Oz to, to go in our lion's den and, and really kind of support his views because if he has evidence, great. But of course, the difference between what the SGU will do, for example, compared to what he does is they're not going to quote mine them. They're not going to cut them up and make them. Yeah. Well, Stephen Novell's little summary did say that he felt they didn't really edit him too badly. Mm -hmm. But he just didn't have the time. But, but, yeah, but that was the fear. Express yeah. his arguments. It was the fear, but it didn't really it happen sound that like. much. Right. What I would really love to see is Mark Chris see, see, see if he can get Mark Chrislip <laughs> on the Dr. Oz show, because he's not going to be yeah. so polite. Right. Uh, That's probably he, why they're not going to have him on, because they'd have to... Yeah, because Steve Novella is a very polite man. I'd actually like to see Steve Novella keep going on about different hot topics and really kind of getting a name out there of being <laughs> the anti-Oz. It wasn't that supposed to be what Dr. Oz was originally? <laughs> <laughs> I he will succumb to the fame of the Oprah. I yeah. don't think that Novella's going over to the dark side. Oprah's pretty powerful. Despite partnering with Skeptic, I she think is he'll Lord be of okay. She the Sith. <laughs> of the... Of the Woo Sith. 
Well, That's I, I hope something comes of it. I it's it's it was certainly Maybe. exciting. It was it was interesting. <laughs> um, it's in in the battle between science and woo. It's probably a blip on the radar. But it, it does kind of talk about um, what some people in the skeptical community have been talking have been bringing up that a lot of times skeptics have a tendency to fight above their weight. So we don't have a lot of people in the skeptic movement. But we have a lot of intelligent people who can say good things and fight the good fight and get our name out there. It's, you know, even if, if it's just this little thing, the more you get out there, people say, well, you know what? He's fairly intelligent and we might get the fence sitters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. You know, we need to keep, so keep you can, these outreach efforts going. So you can uh, you can look up to see uh, what we tweeted, or actually what what Donna tweeted on the skeptic or at the skeptic wire. Um, it was quite enjoyable, and we picked up some some followers, some of whom are good followers, and all of you are good followers. Never mind, all of you are good followers, especially the Woolmeisters. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> How are we going to conclude this? The episode. Well, that's well, a pretty good way to do it. <laughs> I love that it's concluded. Okay, listeners, tell us what uh, you think of this issue because um, yeah, this is uh, uh, <laughs> wow, puberty strikes well, again. Well, listeners, tell us what you think of this issue. <laughs> uh, come to us on Facebook or t- Twitter at Twitter at the Skeptic Wire. Uh, the blog is skepticwire.blogspot.com. We are on Facebook as Skeptic Wire the podcast. Um, so yeah, Grant, follow why, our, why don't you put that issue up on on a post? Yeah. And so and and you know in during the week we have a tendency us uh, podcasters to post maybe something we didn't get to as podcast um, s- subjects as blog subjects and also because there's just so much to talk about. Yeah, and and either and and we may also expound upon these with with more topics and go back and forth with each other. So and thank you for time. listening to the Skeptic War. Thank you. Thank you. Keep chasing squirrels. Squirrel!